up tonight starting out in the book of Exodus Exodus chapter 13 Exodus chapter 13 and verse 17 start out by taking a look at the children of Israel as they were being led by God out of Egypt, out of bondage. And into their destiny, into the promised land. Exodus chapter 13 and verse 17. need to you can follow along on the screen the word of God reads now when Pharaoh had let the people go God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines even though it was near for God said the people might change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. Hence God led the people around by the way of the wilderness to the Red Sea. And the sons of Israel went up in marital array from the land of Egypt. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had made the sons of Israel solemnly swear, saying, God will surely take care of you. And you shall carry my bones from here with you. Then they set out from Sukkoth and camped and eat them on the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord was going before them in a pillar of cloud by day to lead them on the way. And in a pillar of fire by night to give them light that they might travel by day and by night. And he did not take away the pillar of cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Let's pray, amen, this evening. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time together. and We thank you for this opportunity to share your word tonight, God. Father, once again, I ask you to anoint me to share your word, to preach your word, to teach your word. Father, give me the words to share as I decrease and you increase in this house, God. Father God, I am just a, a vessel that's used by you, God, to, a, a mouthpiece that's used by you, God, to feed your people and to guide your people, Lord, using your word. So, Father, I thank you for that opportunity. I thank you, God, for the privilege of even ministering, God, your word. Amen. And, Father, I just praise you, God, tonight. Forgive us for all of our sins. Give us a word that we can apply tonight, God. Father, I thank you. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would give the Lord a hand praise tonight. Amen. <laughs> praise God. I want to talk to you about what God put on my heart today. To, and uh, I want to talk to you about uh, detours. And I, want to, and I want to use the topic tonight, divine detours. Somebody say divine detours and one thing that we come to realize when we're talking about detours is that detours sometimes can send us on unfamiliar routes 
that require us to trust the sign maker of those routes or of those detours. You know, we can be riding on the highway or for us it's the highway of life. And all of a sudden we can encounter detour in our life. And when we're talking about a detour, a detour is an unexpected event that changes the course of our life. It's an unexpected event that changes the course of our life. And so today I want to talk about detours, but I want to talk about God's involvement in the detours of life. And there's a lot of examples that we could use from Scripture, but I want to start out by focusing our attention on the book of Exodus and the children of Israel, because right here in verse 17, if you'll put it up on the screen, in verse chapter 13, he says, Now when Pharaoh had let the people go, God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines. Look at the next part of that verse. Even though it was near. So here we are, amen. God is delivering the children of Israel out of Egypt, out of bondage, amen. And he's leading them. And the direction that he leads them by, amen, is not what appears to be the direct route from point A to point B, amen. It, doesn't, isn't, it isn't what appeared to even be the closest route or the easiest route or the most direct route, amen. But the Bible says even though it was near, he didn't lead them by the way of the Philistines for God said the people might change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. Now one thing that we realize and we, you hear me say this all the time, the scripture says, amen, that God's ways are not our ways and God's thoughts are not our thoughts. And one thing about it, amen, is that we have to learn how to trust God through this journey of life. We have to learn to trust God with every situation, with every circumstance, amen, with every detour that may come about, amen. And I'm here to tell you things, we can be going smooth, amen, on the highway of life, but it is inevitable that you are going to encounter some detours in your life, amen, that are going to be unexpected, they're going to be unfamiliar and they're going to begin to force you in order to be able be to trust, amen, a route, amen, and the signs that God has for you in your life. And the Bible goes on to say right here in this scripture, amen, as we jump forward, amen, he begins to say, but God gave them a cloud by day and he gave them fire by night. 
In other words, even though he was taking them this route that was unfamiliar, the long way, amen, through the wilderness and across the Red Sea, amen, in the midst of that, he was still there giving them, amen, these signs of what direction to go. And one thing about it, the Bible says, amen, that God orders the steps of a righteous man. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways. And he's going to begin to guide your path. And so I want to talk to you a little bit concerning detours. Amen. Because we're going to have some in our life. It may be. A pink slip at your job. It may be a death in your family. It may be an unforeseen illness. It may be a pregnancy or a job offer or a best friend that moves away and leaves your life or whatever it may be, amen. You're going to run into some detours in your life. Can I get an amen? And so I want to share that with you today because I want to kind of change your perspective concerning these things that may occur in your life. Somebody say God is good. Because one thing that can happen when we, you know, when we encounter a detour, let's just say that we're driving, amen, and we begin to see a path that we're familiar with, and all of a sudden, amen, there's a sign that says detour, amen, and we're having to trust that the people that put this detour in place have provided a, a way to get where we need to go, amen, even though we are unfamiliar with that way. And sometimes we can begin to get frustrated. Anybody get frustrated at the road work? That's happening, amen? We get frustrated at the road work. We get frustrated at having to take another route. We get frustrated at having to make some adjustments in our life. We get frustrated with these various things, amen? You know, being uh, inconvenienced. And we see these big orange detour signs, amen, signaling the drivers that they would need to take an alternate route. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say, God is good. And so one thing that we realize is that there's many spiritual lessons which we can get from the topic of even traveling, amen, or encountering detours. And I want to share a few of those with you today. Because sometimes we're going to encounter some things in our life. And we might find ourselves getting frustrated. The initial response is frustration. Has anybody been there before? And detours come in all kinds of different shapes and sizes. But all of them share one thing in common. We didn't see them coming. And they catch us off guard. 
And sometimes they leave us frustrated and they leave us confused and they leave us curious and sometimes they even leave us broken hearted. Are y'all with me today? And the ultimate temptation is to become discouraged or even angry, amen, and even angry with God as we experience, amen, our faith being rocked in our world, amen, because I'm going to tell you when a detour comes up, it creates you to begin to have to operate in something called faith. It's real easy, amen, to walk through life when you can, when you're familiar with where you're going, it's even easy to drive a route, amen, on a highway, amen, when you are familiar and you know where you're going. But when you have to begin to rely on that GPS in order to begin to get you there, amen. Are y'all with me today? See, God is our GPS in our lives. Somebody say God is good. You know, detours are put up by the relevant authority because some danger or obstruction is ahead. And God gives detours sometimes for the very same reason, but he doesn't usually bother to tell us why. Are y'all with me today? But in our text, we're told the reason. Amen. We see the reason right here in this verse. He says, amen. God said at the second part of that, the people might change their minds when they see war and they will return to Egypt. See, he knew that they weren't ready. They weren't ready to encounter what they were about to encounter. He had to get them prepared. He had to get them developed. He had to give them a little bit of experience. See, the Bible says this, amen. And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. All things. You know, I'm grateful for some of the detours that occurred in my life, amen, even though when I looked at them and I saw them, amen, they didn't appear like the most appealing way. They didn't look like the fastest route. They didn't look like the most direct way, amen. Are y'all with me today? But God is large and God is in charge and he knows what's going on in our lives and he knows what we're capable of and what we're not and what we're ready for and what we're not and he knows when there's some danger ahead. He knows when there's a bridge out ahead he knows that he can see these things in our life are y'all with me today amen and so that brings me to my first point detours are a course correction that God uses to keep us on the right path Not our path, but the right path. See, we want to get from A to B, and God wants us to get from here, amen, to the, the crucified life, the life of holiness, the upward call of God in Christ, amen. That is the path that God is concerned with, amen, a concern with the character of Christ. 
Not the path of physical location, but a path to keep us walking with him. Are y'all with me today? And the detour that we might find ourselves complaining about or frustrated over might just be God's answer to your prayer. Are y'all with me today? Sometimes we pray for things and we, God begins to provide it in our lives and we don't like the way that it's being done. Are y'all with me today? We pray for patience and he begins to give us all kinds of, amen, people that are trying and testing our patience. We begin to pray for compassion. Hello? We begin to pray for understanding. Are y'all with me today? And I'm not saying that all things that happen to us are caused by God, amen. But sometimes he can lift that hedge in order to allow something to occur, amen. You know, I was talking to my father, and I, I've been going through some stuff, tough stuff, y'all know that, and dealing with some stuff in my life, and I was telling him about a prayer that I had uh, made not too long ago. <laughs> Amen? A prayer to have understanding. A prayer to have compassion. A prayer, Amen? God is good, amen? amen? Number two, detours send us on an unfamiliar route, and they require that we trust the sign makers. When you're taking a detour, you don't know where you're going. You're on an unfamiliar route, and you're having to trust whoever put those signs up that they're getting you where you need to go. Are y'all with me today? Amen. And it usually sends us in a direction that we know nothing about. And detours require us, check this out, to pay strict attention. God knows how to get your attention. You've got my attention now, God. Detours requires to pay strict attention and to keep looking for signs on the way that we should go. The children of Israel were forced to be, keep their eyes on the cloud by day, amen, and the fire by night because that was the only way that they knew where they were going as they were going through the wilderness. Are y'all with me today? So when we're on a detour, we're on an unfamiliar territory, uncharted territory, an area where we've never been before, amen, it begins to create us, amen, in order to keep our eyes on Jesus, amen, and focus on what God is trying to do. Are y'all with me today? And although God is not evil, God does not do evil, amen, are y'all with me today? Somebody say God is good. 
But you've got to begin to adjust how you look at your detour. Things are going to happen to you. But how are you going to perceive it? Are y'all with me today? And if we're not careful, we can find ourselves getting mad at God. The children of Israel say, why are we not going this way? Why is he taking us through here? Why did he bring us out here to die? Why are we having to go in a direction to cross the Red Sea? Well, maybe you weren't ready for what you were about to experience. But they require us to pay strict attention and to keep looking for the way that we should go. But one of the blessings about detours is that it helps us to be diligent about seeking God in his direction for our life. Are y'all with me today? Right here, twice in the text, it says that God led the children of Israel. The text makes it very clear. God was in charge of this detour. And the first time it says the way he, that he didn't lead him. And the second time it says the way that he did lead him. And so detours involve the canceling of the known and moving into the unknown. And events happen in our lives that are jarring, they're disorienting, amen. They knock us off of our feet, they rattle our cage, amen. They send your mind, amen, to a place. Are y'all with me today? Whatever it may be, to where you feel like life is spinning out of control. We move into an uncharted territory and we're not sure of where we're going. And just like the people, amen, that trust the detour route signs, we have to trust that God will lead us and he will, amen. Just like on the real highways, you may not get a sign from God every 50 feet, but he's going to make sure to get us where he wants us, amen. If we acknowledge him in all of our ways, he will direct our paths. Are y'all with me today? And sometimes detours involve a delay. In other words, a little bit longer trip. But it's important that we don't get impatient and move off the route that God has chosen. Are y'all with me today? Sometimes in life, the best course is just to slow ourselves down. Some of us are trying to get a certain direction. And we just need to slow down a little bit. We say here slow drink walk slow and drink plenty of water. <laughs> And detours involve routes that seem to go in the wrong direction. Amen. Somebody say God is good. good. Amen. 
And so detours, they appear suddenly and without warning. Seldom do we know the length of the detour. Most detours are rough and they're winding. Have you ever noticed that when you're driving? They're rough, they're winding. But it has its good points too. A lot of times what happens is that a traveler will end up in an area that they've never even seen before. And they're like, wow. Amen. They may see an area that they weren't even familiar with. And it may, traveling that way and that detour might bring you to the greatest spiritual blessing that you've ever encountered. Are y'all with me today? You know, some of the detours that occurred in my life created some of the greatest blessings. Not the stuff that I planned out, not the stuff that I desired. Are y'all with me today? There's a blessing coming. Somebody say, somebody say, there's a blessing coming. Maybe you're going to know God in a greater way. Maybe God's going to open up an avenue, amen, of, 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 of increase, amen, of elevation, of enhancement, whatever it may be, amen. Are y'all with me today? But it's going to be on that detour sometimes. So it has its good points. You're going to begin to see some things that you may have not seen before. You may go deeper with God than you've ever been before. You may know God in a way like you've never known Him before. How many of y'all know, amen, if you don't ever have any need for God to comfort you, then you won't know God as the comforter. So you're knowing Him on a whole other level. You're knowing him more personally, more intimately, not just reading about him, but you're experiencing him. Amen. You're knowing him on that level. Amen. He's become real to you. It gets real, don't it? And God becomes real concerning your situation. But you don't know him in that manner until you go through and experience him in that way. If you don't ever need any comfort, you won't ever know God as a comforter. You might hear it preached behind the pulpit, but you won't know it. But wait till you go on a detour in your life where you need God in your life to come and show up and comfort you. And he will because he's faithful and his grace is sufficient for you. Are y'all with me today? Or when you need him to show up to provide for you. Hello, somebody. You're getting to know God now. Now it's not just a it's not just a religion, it's about a relationship. You're finding out who God really is. You're experiencing it for yourself. Are y'all with me today? Not only that. But a detour will lead us to a greater appreciation for the good highway. 
Sometimes we don't know how good we got it. When everything's smooth, everything's good. Amen. Everything's just fine. Sometimes we forget just how blessed we are. You know, I've really felt that and learned that for myself on a level like never before. I learned to just be able to appreciate the fact of even just going and sitting down and having a meal with somebody. Because I wasn't able to leave my bedside for, what, a month and a half? And if I did, I felt so bad I couldn't enjoy it. So God began to show me another level of appreciation, amen, of what it's like. Hello, somebody. Sometimes we take it for granted. We take something as simple as our good health, our right mind, amen. Hello, somebody, amen. These various things, amen, the people around us, our family, our loved ones, our wife, our children, whoever it may be, amen. Sometimes we take it for granted, that smooth highway, amen, until we end up having a detour in our life and we begin to have a greater appreciation, amen, for that road that's there, amen, that path that's there. Amen? Just like when you're driving. Sometimes we don't appreciate the roads until we have to go drive some other road with bumps and potholes and turns and hills and stop signs and stop lights and waiting on pilot cars and Hello. Are y'all following me today? Amen. You know, it's interesting, amen. Life's interesting. begin to appreciate that good highway you know y'all heard that saying sometimes you don't you know you don't know what you got till it's gone I was telling Eddie uh, Eddie you know I said Eddie, Eddie you need to be grateful for good health at your age I took him to the to the gym that sucker hadn't worked out in months, and he got in there and ran four and a half miles like he was a darn marathon runner. <laughs> and he's not a spring chicken. I mean, you know, he's not, he don't have a one foot in the grave, but he's not a spring chicken. But he got up there and ran that four miles like a champ. I was like, boy, you may be grateful. You know, I'm over here just trying to walk on this darn thing and make sure I don't fall off it. And I'm younger than you are. <laughs> are y'all following me tonight? Amen. And on a detour, you drive more or less by faith. You're driving by faith. The Bible says that the just live by faith. 
We're called to live by faith. So one thing we come to realize is we can accept the detours of life in good cheer and in the spirit of the Lord. Amen. The Bible says this, let not your heart be troubled, but believe in God and believe also in me, for in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, where I am, and there you'll be. Sorrow may last for the night, but morning cometh. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say, God is good. You know, I was reading a, a scripture today in John. Amen. It was talking about suffering amen and it was talking about in this world we're going to have suffering but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world I've overcome death I've overcome these things so be of good cheer are y'all with me today That's why we've got to begin to set our minds on good things. Things that are good, things that are pure. Are y'all with me today? Because the mind is the battlefield. There's so many good things that have come out of my situation that I, you know what I mean? Personally. And I don't like it. And it's scary at times. I'm not going to lie to you, it's scary. But it's creating me, amen, to trust God. It's creating me to keep my mind and eyes on God. It's like Jesus and Peter, as long as Peter kept his eyes on Jesus, he was able to walk on water, and he didn't sink. But when he took his eyes off of Jesus, he began to sink. That's the situation that I'm in right now. When I take my eyes off of Jesus, I start getting real concerned. Are y'all with me today? So I've gained a better, a greater appreciation for the simple things in life. And I've been put in a position where I have to meditate on the things of God and the things that are good. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say God is good. Praise God. I'm going to ask the worship team to come forward.
we go back to our opening scripture, God saw something that they didn't see. God was leading them a direction in order to produce what needed to happen in their lives. He knew that if they were to go and encounter that situation, they would have returned to Egypt. He knew they weren't ready to encounter that. So he took them a different route. Go to the next verse. He says, hence God led the people around by the way of the wilderness to the Red Sea. Now I want you to look at this because Jesus had this, God had to split the Red Sea. He had to split the Red Sea. He had to do a miracle in order for them to make it. Are y'all with me today? He says, God led the people around the way of the wilderness to the Red Sea. And the sons of Israel went up in marital array from the land of Egypt. I'm going to jump over a verse real quick. Go to verse 14, chapter 14, I'm sorry. Verse 4. Chapter 14, verse 4. Thus I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will chase after them. And I will be honored through Pharaoh and all of his army. And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord, and they did so. Next verse. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh had his servants had a change of heart towards the people. And they said, what is this we have done that we have let Israel go from serving us? So he made his chariot ready and took his people with him. And he took 600 selected chariots and all of the other chariots of Egypt and officers over all of them. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and he chased after the sons of Israel as the son of Israel were going out boldly. Then the Egyptians chased after them and with all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army, and they overlooked them camping by the sea beside, amen, Phihareth in front of that word. And as Pharaoh drew new, the sons of Israel looked, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they became very frightened. So the sons of Israel cried out to the Lord. And they cried out to God. Sometimes we got to be in a position where we're going to cry out to God. And then they said to Moses, it was because there was no graves in Egypt that they have taken us away to die in the wilderness. Why have you dealt us in this way, bringing us out of Egypt? And this is not the word that we spoke to you in Egypt, saying, leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. But Moses said to the people, do not fear. Somebody say, do not fear. Do not fear. Stand by and see the salvation of the Lord, which will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you will never see them again forever. Sometimes some battles that we encounter, we're never going to see it again. 
Are y'all with me today? Yeah. There's some battles you're never going to see again. He says, you're never going to see those Egyptians again. Never. Are y'all with me? You're never going to see that drug addiction again. You're never going to see that alcoholic. You're never going to see that again. You're never going to see that again. Uh, uh, it's done. It's over. Don't fear. The Lord will fight for you while you keep silent. The Lord is going to fight for you. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the sons of Israel to go forward. Somebody say, go forward. As for you, lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the sons of Israel shall go through the midst of the sea unto dry land. And as for me, behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And I will be honored through Pharaoh and all of his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. And then the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. And when I'm honored through Pharaoh... Through all his chariots and his horsemen, the angel of God who has been going before you, before the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud moved from before them and stood behind them. Next verse. So it came between the camp of Egypt and the camp of Israel, and there was the cloud along with the darkness, and yet it gave light at night. Thus the one did not come near the other all night. And then Moses stretched out his hands over the sea, and the Lord swept the sea back by the strong east wind all night and turned the sea into dry land. So the waters were divided. And the sons of Israel went through the midst of the sea on dry land, and the waters were like a wall to them. Look at that. On their right hand and on their left. It was like a wall. And the Egyptians took up the pursuit. And all Pharaoh's horses and his chariots and his horsemen went in after him in the midst of the sea. And at the morning watch, the Lord looked down on the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud and brought the army of the Egyptians into confusion. And he caused their chariots and wheels to swerve and he made them to drive with difficulty. So the Egyptians said, let us flee from Israel for the Lord is fighting for them against them in Egypt. Somebody say, God is good. God is good. So we're going to encounter some detours, amen. gives us an opportunity amen to trust God stand to your feet some of you are on a detour right now some of you are on a detour right now and there may be a way that seems like it could be quicker it could be easier It could be more direct. But I'm here to tell you God's large and in charge. God's God's got a blessing for your life. You just got to let him lead you and guide you. Let me pray. Father, we thank you tonight, God. Just come and have your way, my king. Lord, we thank you for even the detours tonight, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for what's being produced. We thank you, Father God, that you are faithful, that you will see us through, 
that your grace is sufficient Lord God Father let us just trust you God let us let you guide us God let us let you direct us and order our steps my King Father let faith arise in this house God let faith arise in this house tonight Jesus let faith arise in this house God that you God know what you're doing God and that you are trustworthy Jesus and God the plans that you have for us are good the plans that you have for us are blessed Father I thank you and I praise you I honor and glorify you in Jesus name Father we thank you that all things work together for the good of those that love you and are called according to your purpose in Jesus name come on let's worship the king tonight